you are listening to My Diversion, the entertainment podcast hosted by Tom and Josh. Find us on the web at MyDiversion.com. Hey, welcome back to another episode of My Diversion, episode 18. We are in uh, September of 2012. I'm your host, Tom. Welcome back as always, Josh. What's up, man? Just thought, you know, this should be fun if we recorded another episode. You know, I mean... Might be good to record another episode, right? We're like we're like a student <laughs> in high school, or a teacher in high school, right? Where we just took the summer off. <laughs> All right, so the, in this episode, actually, we, we do have planned, just as a heads up, we do have planned a more regular recording schedule. I know we've said that in the past, but this is for reals. But but don't hold us to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait till the recordings actually come out and then hold us to it. Um, but yeah, we actually have some agenda planned for the, for the next two or three episodes, so... Um, but in this episode, we're just going to go ahead and run with the normal four-segment uh, episode. Uh, in the first segment, we're going to talk a little bit about some some tech news, uh, do some reviews uh, in the technology arena. We'll talk about the recent Apple versus Samsung lawsuit or debacle, whichever word you want to use. And in segment number two, we'll talk about some video game news. Uh, the upcoming release of the new console in Nintendo, the Wii U. Um, some games that are either out or coming out soon. Some that we've we've played or reviewed or seen or are excited about. Segment number three, we'll talk about uh, the long-awaited review of Prometheus. <laughs> Since we took the summer off, it's like, oh yeah, we should review that movie. Yeah, not to mention the other movies we need to review that we saw over the summer too. Yeah, so. Prometheus. Kicked, I mean, we saw that real quick after it came out, and it's actually coming to DVD next month, October 11th. So that's kind of funny. So I guess this is a preview to the DVD release. <laughs> <laughs> Segment number one. versus samsung debacle what was that a 1.4 billion was it just 1.04 billion the samsung it's, had it's to pay the, it's the billion that you just go great yeah it's it's over 1 billion and it's it's an absolute farce it's it's a opinion. i mean i'm not even sure there's a lot of apple fans that are applauding like yay i mean no there you know there are apple fans that are there applauding. might be there might be but in my opinion, and from, well, maybe not just my opinion, but a lot of articles that I've read and some of the research I've done for this, there's not a lot of people that think this is a good thing. Their most, the overwhelming opinion is that this is a bad thing for uh, the consumers, for the market, for innovation. Uh, yeah, this all, is just and, a very bad thing. 
Yeah, and those Apple fans that are all excited that this went down, you know it's only going to hurt you guys in the future because Steve Jobs is dead. So where's how, your innovation? How, how dead is he? <laughs> I like you. You emphasize the word dead. He's dead, okay, Apple fans? Get over it. <laughs> He's got worms crawling through his body, okay? He's dead. So it's... I mean, where's your innovation going to come from now? I mean, seriously. So... Look, I, I'm all for iPhone succeeding and carrying on because that brings innovation to the market, okay? But if he's dead and you guys are like, well, what are we going to look to for innovation? And then all of a sudden you guys, you know, Apple's suing the shit out of Samsung saying, hey, you guys infringed on our patents when really, I don't think they did. I mean, there are things that they might have kind of copied or drawn a little inspiration from. It's not like... It's not like the iPhone was like, nope, we're the only phone. There were cell phones before it. I had a phone that had a touchscreen before Apple had a phone that had a touchscreen. Yeah, so, well. so, but what I'm saying is, is when you have competition out there from like HTC, Samsung, LG, those companies that compete against Apple are actually going to make Apple better and Apple makes them better. And that drives the prices down on all this stuff. I guess if you guys want to pay twelve or thirteen hundred bucks for an iPhone, yeah, you guys succeeded. Good job. Let's 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 see what happens in the next three or four years. Well, if if Apple got one billion, shouldn't they drop the price of the iPhone? <laughs> so Are you kidding me? They're not. I know they won't, but I'm well, like, yeah. If on, they got but... that much money, you think they could just give away iPhones? Yeah, like, like hey, here, here, everybody gets an iPhone five now. Thanks for helping us win. To kind of counter your argument there a little bit, uh, there I did read some evidence that Samsung did it did look like they out and out copied some of I or Apple's products a little bit sure on um, some aspects yes I guess yeah I guess I guess this is a sticky issue where it's like you know the jury found uh, Samsung in violation of these patent patents that Apple had but here here's I guess the underlying issue uh, Samsung was wrong in some of the ways it went after you know after its uh, phones and stuff like that and some of uh, it's the way it did what am I saying? And the way that it built in some of its phones, okay? They did kind of use or copy or out and out. They books. infringed. They infringed on the copyright on on Apple and some of these avenues. But the bottom line is is the patent stuff. If anybody is as even vaguely familiar with uh, the tech world right about now, all the just disastrous things that are going on between Apple, Microsoft, Samsung, um, Google, all these companies, it's just a constant in and out of courtrooms battle with patents. From software to cell phones to in tablets. Tablets is a big one, too, that's going yeah. through a lot of the courtrooms. This is an absolute mess from top to bottom. And at the end of the day, the only winners that I can see in all this is the lawyers. Other than that, the consumers are going to hurt dearly. Even the the companies that are doing all this, they're going to end up hurting at the end of the day, I think, too, just because they're spending so much freaking time and money in courtroom costs. It's just it's just a mess. It hurts hurts the marketplace. It hurts innovation. It just it's just it, bad. It hurts. It just hurts. Yeah, it hurts. Let's move on a little bit from that. In other tech news, Josh, you were telling me a little bit about this new HTC One. Uh, it's not yeah. called HTC One. It's called HTC One Zero. It's called the HTC One X Five. That's One the, X that's what they're rumoring it's going to be called. 
I, I have a little bit of information because r- there's rumors that are just all around for it. It's they're saying it's going to compete with the Galaxy Note 2, Samsung's Galaxy Note 2, which is I don't know if that's even out yet. Um, well, is, is that is the Note 2? Is that more of a tablet or is that a phone? No, it's a phone. You got the te- you got the Samsung Galaxy. Or is it Samsung Galaxy? Is it a Galaxy Note? I think it's just called the yeah, it's the Samsung Galaxy Note 10.1, which That's is their tablet. their new tablet that just came out. Okay. And this so and the Samsung Galaxy Note came out um, earlier this year, right around the Super Bowl. Um, that's when they had commercials for it was during yeah, the Super Bowl yeah. and that came out and now they're already talking about making the Galaxy Note 2 like I said I'm, I, I haven't looked I don't know if it's out yet or not I don't think it is okay. um, but HTC they're they're busy you know they, they made the HTC One um, and the HTC One X and it's also known as the HTC Evo um, 4G LTE on, uh, on Sprint the other ones are on uh, T-Mobile, or not T-Mobile, sorry, AT&T. Anyway, so they're making this new phone um, called the HTC One X. It's rumored to be going to Verizon. I would sure love to see it come to all carriers. I think that'd be cool. But they're calling it a phablet because it's, they're saying it's going to have a 5-inch screen. So um, the Samsung Galaxy S3 only has, I think it's a 4.8 for its screen. So this is actually bigger than the Galaxy S3. Okay. And it's going to be able to... Uh, they say it's going to be an HD screen, 1080p. So it should be pretty wild. And they're also saying that it's going to have a quad core. It might even have the new Samsung S4, or sorry, the new Snapdragon S4 Pro quad core chip in it. Um, if I remember reading right, I think they were saying that was a 1.6 for the for the quad core. And it had a gig, a gig, or did it have two gig I, memory? It, that was see. That's the thing is, if I'd have to, I left my tablet in the other room. The thing no I was worries. reading on my tablet, where it was all through an NVIDIA thing, where they're talking about it because it's going to have the NVIDIA graphics processor as well, um, the te- the Tegra three chip, and um, which I think gives it twelve cores for for the GPU. Anyway, um, if I remember right, it's I think it's supposed to have two gigs of onboard um, memory for it. Okay. So, well, that's 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 be that'll be really interesting to see how that plays out because that does sound like it's going to be a strong competitor in the cell phone market. Um, let's apparently let's we'll find apparently we'll find out tomorrow. So yeah, so maybe stay uh, tuned. Maybe we'll have a, <laughs> maybe we'll have a, a you know a callback episode, a more thorough review. Yeah. Well, let's let's do a real quick. I know uh, there are some fans of my diversion that uh, are Apple fans. <laughs> No, and, and just so you guys know, uh, my contract's up, so I'm uh, I'm actually in the market for a phone. I'm just kind of waiting to see how everything shakes out. So isn't that interesting? Because if it, for any of you longtime my diversion listeners, uh, Josh has been a big time uh, HTC loyalist and a Sprint loyalist and fan. Uh, he's he's now open minded. He even told me the other day, yeah, I might get an iPhone. Who knows? And then so, and then uh, they and then you can't replace the battery, and it's only got a puny four inch screen so <laughs> screw that idea well except for this new iphone 5 man so that's that's a good segue that's so the, the iphone 5 yeah okay so that's what you want to get into is the iphone uh, 5 now we'll talk a little bit about this new iphone 5 that just launched just barely and and we'll also talk about the samsung galaxy s3 because okay. that's the other phone that is it's currently out in the market right now yep. that i know that uh, josh since you're kind of in the market you've kind of got an eye and ear out for these sorts of things and you were telling me that that's the one that's been catching your eye the most. 
So let's let's kind of run down the Samsung Galaxy S3 and the iPhone 5. Hey, they're saying that this phone's going to be like a precious jewel. Ooh, I love that. The headphone jack is going to be on the bottom. I heard the connector is all digital. What? What does that even mean? Who knows? <laughs> I'm psyched. All I'm saying is that they should have a priority line for people who've waited five times. I heard you have to have an adapter to use the dock on the new one. Yeah, yeah, but they make the coolest adapters. Welcome back. Guess that Galaxy S3 didn't work out. No, I, I love the GS3. It's extremely awesome. I'm just saving a spot in line for someone. That's not cool. Yeah, man. This year, we're finally getting everything that we didn't get last year. Yeah. The big screen. True 4G. Yep. What is that? Hey, what'd you just do? Oh, I just sent them a playlist. By touching phones? Yep. Simple as that. It's the Galaxy S3. Hey! Hey, Mom, Dad. Oh, thanks for holding our spot. Hey, man. Oh, hey. How's it going? Saved you a spot. I moved on. But you're not going to miss all this? Uh, I got the Samsung GS3 now. Is that a Samsung? That's a new Samsung. It is. It's pretty cool. But I kind of like it. This one's 4G. Yeah, we've had that for a while. This one's got a big screen. This one has a bigger one. And we can share videos instantly. You can watch a video while you're sending an email. Well, we're going to get that for sure. Maybe not this time, but the next time, right? The next big thing is already here. The Samsung Galaxy S3. Let's start with the iPhone 5. All right, so yeah, so I've been looking at the iPhone 5 and comparing it to the Samsung Galaxy S3, you know. I'm an Android guy, so I already lean towards it, but I'm, you know, keeping my eyes open like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe Can I we? can get the uh maybe I could consider going to uh <coughs> Apple. <clears throat> I don't know if I could actually do it. Um so you're leaning towards the Samsung, but but you are you've got your eyes open with the iPhone 5. Well, and even leaning towards the Samsung, I'm also kind of an HTC loyalist, so it's Yeah, you are. I'm kind of waiting to see, you know, if this One X5 comes to uh comes to Sprint maybe. Um cuz I don't really want to switch carriers, but I'm willing depending on what kind of deal I can get going somewhere else. You know, it's the nice thing about being out of contract, you know, the world's your oyster. Exactly. All right, so comparing some of the specs, you know, if you just want to go kind of straight across we'll just we'll start with the displays if you will okay. so the screen, uh, like screen size you mean yeah yeah well you know we'll go we'll go screen size um, with the pixelation and everything like that all okay. right so we'll just start with the iPhone the the new iPhone 5 its screen size is four inches and it's gonna have 640 by 1136 on the pixels right so this is the biggest screen that the iPhones had so far. And it's that's a mammoth <laughs> in a really small kind of a way for me still. All right, um, and then one thing they changed on this is they said that the screen is actually going to be encasing the multi-touch this time on the iPhone, which they said actually makes it a little scary because if your screen cracks, the multi-touch will stop working completely. That's what everybody's afraid of anyway. Hmm, okay going over to Samsung, comparing Samsung's displays, it's got a Super AMOLED compactive uh, touchscreen. It's 720 by 1280, so the pixels are higher, but you have to remember the screen is also almost an inch bigger because it's a 4.8 inch screen. Oh, wow. Um, if if you want to go with the PPIs real quick, which is the pixel density, the pixel density on the iPhone is, 320, is 326. And so the screen on the Samsung's bigger, but its PPI is only 306. Are you going to notice side by side? Probably. 
not side by side, I don't think you'd ever notice. That's yeah, just, it's, it's really slight, yeah. Thing. Um, and then it's got the the Samsung does have the uh, Gorilla Glass. Okay. The, it's the new Gorilla Glass 2 as well. All right, if you go down, let's just uh, we'll, we'll kind of skim over this real quick. They both have 8 megapixel cameras, but the front-facing camera on the iPhone is a 1.2, where the front-facing camera on the Samsung is a 1.9. Okay. Um, yeah, the Samsung is a little bit thicker than the iPhone 5, but not by much. Like it's it's incredibly close. How the how how close it is, but the iPhone is touting that it's the that's the thinnest. Phone yeah, it's a, it's the slimmest iPhone so far. Yeah. Yeah, and it's lighter than the old one, which is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into the hardware now. The the chips inside and everything. The chip on the Apple, on the iPhone, it's their new Apple. It's their A6 chip. It's a dual core one, 100 megahertz, so a one gigahertz. Uh, is that right? Yeah, one gigahertz. Uh, chip dual core yeah um and it's got one gig of onboard memory and um the standard you know i think the standard iphone 5 comes with 16 gigs of uh in built-in storage okay yeah no sd card slot of course that's an iphone yeah yeah whereas if you go over to the uh over to the samsung you're gonna have a quad core 1.4 gigahertz chip and it does have an sd card slot uh, slot and it's upgradable to um, you can put a 64 gig chip in that one. Wow, which that's is awesome. freaking sweet! Yeah, that's great. The next biggest thing for me is going and looking at the battery. So, the battery on the iPhone they don't have the specs of how big the battery actually is, you know, in the milliamps or whatever like that. But they say the standby time is 9.4 days, talk time in 3G is eight hours. Whereas mm. if you go to the Samsung, it's got a 2100 milliamp, which is 790 hours of, of standby time. It, If you break that down, so the Apple was 9.4 days, which is 225 hours. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whereas they're saying the Samsung is going to get three times that. Oh, really? Three yeah. times? So like a month almost? 790 hours. Huh. Okay. Standby time. Talk time. You're gonna get on 3G. You're gonna get 11 hours and 40 minutes. So you're gonna get about three and a half hours more than you're gonna get out of the uh, than out of the iPhone. Yeah. Um, so I did find the uh, the thinness or thickness of the phone, if you will. So the thickness of the Samsung is 8.6 millimeters. And the iPhone 7.6. So we're talking one millimeter difference here for thickness. Cool. That's. That's, and then the weight is uh, 112 grams for the iPhone and 133 grams for the Samsung. And remember, the Samsung is like almost an inch bigger. I'm, 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 I, I think I'm leaning straight on on the Samsung. Yeah. It's also Android. Of course. The bottom line is, is uh, we're not trying to necessarily sound like we're too biased here. Obviously, we do have some bias in this. I am. But yeah, yeah. But uh, we were just trying to lay out some of the facts and some of the actual specs of it. And we hope that we didn't bore off too many people that are here for entertainment value. But, but there you go. So uh, that cool. Should we move on? Segment number two.
All right, some video game news, updates, and up-and-comers. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, which is actually pretty huge in my opinion, it actually hasn't been that big of news as I thought it would be or should be, is the new console from Nintendo, the Wii U. They announced this two years ago, of course, and we've talked about it in the podcast, and it wasn't until just recently that they released the price of the Nintendo Wii U, because you can actually, I think you can pre-order it, um, but if you go to Nintendo.com slash Wii U, they have some of the specs and some of the previews, um, and it says that it will be released November 18th, 2012. They have two editions of the Wii U that you can uh, buy. Um, there's the Wii U Basic for $299. It's an 8 gig. And then there's the Wii U Deluxe, this is, which is the 32 gig. They also come in white and black. The Wii U GamePad offers simple and intuitive control. The touchscreen works with your fingertip, or more precisely, with the included stylus. There's the familiar plus control pad and A, B, X, and Y buttons. Games featuring a deeper, more immersive experience will frequently employ the left and right analog sticks. Each has a button underneath, which is activated by pressing down on the stick. On the back side of the controller are trigger-like ZL and ZR buttons. They sit comfortably under the index fingers when holding the gamepad, acting as de facto triggers in many shooting games. The L and R buttons are on the shoulders, and between them is the infrared transceiver. Motion control using the accelerometer and gyroscope is built into the gamepad, as is a rumble feature. The built-in camera and microphone will be used for a variety of software applications, including voice and video chat. There are stereo speakers, a headphone jack and volume control that can adjust sound on the gamepad or on your full-screen TV. Finally, the home button. It can suspend a game to check for updates or connect with your friends. Here's my confession. I'm kind of interested in it, bro. I'm kind of interested in it. I kind of like the idea of a new console, and um, and I haven't seen any, like, launch games that I'm sure there's going to be, like, a Mario title. Oh, or yeah, they've got launch games. I actually haven't seen the launch games. I, I, I have a list of the launch games that they're saying are going to come out. Well, just list one or two that might be huge. I don't know. Super Mario Brothers U, Zombie U, um, Assassin's Creed, um, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 is going to be... Uh, hey. at the, at, it's not a release title. It's going to be around Christmas. Okay. There's going to be a Disney Epic Mickey 2, The Power of You or whatever. Sports Connection, which is kind of like a Wii Sports. There's going to be a Wii Fit You. And then there's going to be Batman Arkham City, Armored Edition. Like I said, I, I'm actually kind of interested. I, I think the price is a little high, but I think I think that's pretty reasonable i think 299 is what to be expected um you know i i i'll confess i'm interested i am i'm actually interested too um if you go to gamestop they're already sold out of the uh, 32 gig deluxe set okay so but the console yeah it comes out in 60 days um, from when we're recording this 
Yeah, I, w I would imagine it's going to sell out everywhere. It's going to be very difficult to get your hands on it. You'll probably... And knowing find... Nintendo, they'll keep the demand up like they did with the original Wii. Yeah, and, and the problem is, is there's going to be a lot of people that are going to turn around and sell it on eBay for 1200 bucks. So yeah. if you've got extra money laying around, I'm sure you can get your hands on one. I, I think at the end of the day, the, the Wii U... It does have my interest. I like the price range. I don't think I'm going to buy it on launch day or anything like that. I mean, no, I'm. I'm going to have to see it run before I want to buy one. Yeah, I think I'm going to sit back and wait and watch, um, and see how some of the launch games all pan out. I've seen enough trailers on it that yeah, it's got my interest. But I'm going to sit back and wait, and we'll and we'll see. So maybe in a future episode we'll have a more thorough review on the Wii U. Right. All right, let's talk about some of the upcoming games, maybe some of the current games that either you've been playing or I've been playing, um, some of the games that we're excited about. Let's let's talk real quick about Black Ops 2. And the only reason why I'm talking about this, and, and I'm sure that some of you might may or may not be interested in this, I don't know. I actually haven't played Black Ops 1, and I'm, I've actually kind of dwindled on the Call of Duty series games. Black Ops 1, haven't touched it. I don't know, it gets good reviews. A lot of people love, love, love it. Um, I have, but it's great. But oh, Black it's kind of Vietnamish. That's the only thing I didn't like about it. Okay, so Black Ops 2, which is more of a modern one, right? Yeah, Black Ops 2 is, is they say it's modern. Yeah, so, okay. The reason why this is so interesting to me is there's a... We may even put a link on the website or in the blog on this. Is There's a trailer kind of promoting this that they really upscaled their graphics and their cutscenes and their storyline on this. So they spent a lot of time building up a villain and a storyline to this game but the biggest news to me that really drew me in a little bit is they got trent reznor to do some of the music for it so how excited are you for black ops josh black ops 2 um i'm very excited i'm very excited what, uh what's the most excited part the fact that reznor did some of the music uh or are you just excited for the game in general what I'm excited that Trent Reznor did the music for it. That has me super stoked. And I'm really excited for the new zombie maps that are going to be coming out with it. <laughs> the story I'm I'm interested in. The, the last one, the story kind of bored me just because it was more, you know, Vietnamish, Cold Warish, your guys, you know, being interrogated kind of a thing. Whereas the version, you know, where this version, you know, if, if it's more like a terrorist kind of a thing, that, that interests me more. But the zombies on the last one was great. Plus, it was in 3D on my PlayStation 3, so that was super cool. I, You know, I should say, I did play some of the zombie levels with you on it, so I did really enjoy that. I really yeah. did enjoy the, the zombie missions and stuff. So. Yeah. That's coming out in October, right? November, Black Ops? November 13th. November 13th, Black Ops 2. And they got a really cool setup. You've, you can get the standard edition, which is just the game, right? You can get the hardened edition which comes with the Nuketown two, uh, 2025 bonus map. You get an exclusive weapon camo, exclusive multiplayer card background, and exclusive zombie player card background, whatever all that is, right? Right. But then they got this other one, which is the care package. <laughs> so these are the price points. If you get the standard edition, you know, you're looking at your standard 60 bucks for the game. If you go with the hardened edition, you're looking at 79.99. And if you go with the care package, and this is what's scary, <laughs> it was 180. I don't know if Amazon sold out of their stock of it already because now it looks like they're up to 400 bucks for the care package. <laughs> and what's cool with the care package is it comes with 
comes with the same bonuses that I, that I mentioned in the hardened one, which, you know, the, the bonus map and the uh, player card backgrounds and everything like that. But you also get, for if you go with PlayStation, you get the dynamic zombies theme, the um, dynamic multiplayer theme. You get the official soundtrack um, by Jack Wall with the theme by Trent Reznor. You get two collectible coins. You get a limited edition two-sided steel book. And you get, this is the coolest part, a remote-controlled quad-rotor drone and stand. Which, and a drone is basically just one of those little helicopter things. Well, if it, we, we didn't watch you mentioned this one. If you go onto YouTube and you put in uh, the video, if you just search, uh, what, is, what was that video for? Uh, Future Soldier. Yeah, yeah, Ghost Recon, Future Soldier. Yeah. You go on there and you, you put that in there. They have this really cool drone that they that they use in that video. It's a live action video. That is the same drone that comes with <laughs> this thing that you get to fly around in your house and everything. Yeah, I'm so stoked this, for it. I want it. I gotta have it. So you guys can nerd out and spend way too much money on a video game and get some extra geeky stuff. All right, let's talk a little bit about Halo 4, which comes out November 6, 2012. So it comes out the same month as Black Ops, and it's been getting quite a bit of run, especially since you know Microsoft did a big press release, and during the E3, they did a huge thing on it, and they actually released some of the gameplay footage. I'm detecting additional forces inbound. Can you get us down to the ship? Affirmative. Setting a waypoint for infinity. Let's go. I don't think we're the only ones in here. Keep your eyes open. Scouts, hold up. They spotted us! Bungie is no longer doing it. Is Bungie like gone, or did they just sell the rights to it in this three four three? Yeah, I think did I think it. They sold, I think they've sold the rights to it, and they're more focused on doing that Marathon Man stuff, which is like a prequel to Halo. I've been a big fan of Halo from, I mean, from the beginning. So this has my attention because this is an actual Master Chief sequel <laughs> rather than you know the uh, the Reach one and the whatever the Skyjumper one, whatever that was. Halo... ODST. ODST. It was not that good in my opinion. Yeah. Alright, so this one has my attention to some degree. I, Of course, I don't have an Xbox at this current time, but that doesn't mean that uh, I would entertain the idea of getting back into the, into the hook if Halo 4 really was as good as it says. The trailer for Halo 4 with the gameplay footage actually does look pretty cool. There's new 
there's new uh, monsters or villains that is not the Covenant, right? And it's not the... Uh, the Brutes. It's not the Covenant. It's not the Brutes. It's not the Flood. They are the Prometheans. So they're really taking this into a whole new avenue. And even... Well, they're, they're, they're Forerunner or whatever, apparently. Okay, yeah. But, but even the gameplay footage, the HUD is a little bit different. Everything's kind of tweaked. There are similarities, of course. But um, it looks quite a bit different. <sighs> All right. To be honest, dude, I'm only about semi-interested. I, I was really. More, I'm all. I was super interested in Halo Three. This one, I don't know. Just something. Something's telling me that it's not going to be great. I don't well, know. let's 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 back up a second here. Halo Reach. Were you interested in Halo Reach? I was, uh, and I I did play it a little bit. But I didn't. I never bought it or anything like that. I played a little bit, and I was like, "This is pretty cool." I like right. the story of it because I, I like the books and stuff like that. But eh, I so, thought it was all right. But so if we just run down the timeline, Halo One, extremely interested. Halo Two, same because it was like, "Oh, we're getting a sequel to it, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Halo Three was like, "Holy crap! Here we go, next gen console. This is going to be amazing." I actually, and it was, I, and it was I would, good. Yeah, I would dare say Halo Three is is my favorite of, of the Halo series so far. I mean, I have Easy. a special I have a special <laughs> place in my heart for Halo 1, but That's why you just need to get Halo 1 as the uh, anniversary edition and you'll be just right. as happy. And then they came out with Halo ODST and I was like, "Blah, thought it sucked." And Did not like it. Yeah, and you weren't alone in that. I think right. most everybody else. And does. then there was the Halo Wars game, which was, you know, the RTS, which real-time strategy was just kind of blah as well. It flopped, yeah. Yeah. And then they came out with Halo Reach, which I was like, hey, this is cool. It's not amazing, in my opinion. Like, the gameplay is great and everything. Don't get me wrong. The gameplay is amazing. The graphics. The story was just kind of, mm, okay, I get it. It's, you know, it's... What happened on the planet? If you if you read all the books, you, you you see where it fits in there and everything. Like you know, that's where all the Spartans were, and you know, Master Chief was actually up in space, kind of a deal. Yeah, I'm more cool. interested in the Halo games when you are Master Chief and he is around. When it diverges from him, I'm no longer a fan. If you get my drift. So that's why I'm way excited for Halo 4, just because it's like finally more story about Master Chief. Where are we at now? What's going on? You know, so, and how Halo, how Halo Three ended. You know, it was a huge cliffhanger. So. Well, I guess if I had an Xbox, I would probably <laughs> get it. But <laughs> that's, that's the kick. But, but considering that I don't, um, I'm just gonna kind of wait and see. But but even if I had an Xbox, to be completely honest, dude, I, just something tells me it's just not going to have that same wow effect like Halo Three had. Now, you tell me, are you? Are you going to pre-order it? Are you definitely on board? I, I don't think I'll need to pre-order it. I don't think they're going to run out of copies. Um, well, no, I know, but I didn't. Yeah, know yeah I am on board. Yeah, I am on board. All right. Halo 4. I mean, in a future episode, we'll probably have a more lengthy review once it comes out. A few other games that I really want to quickly touch on. Medal of Honor Warfighter. Now, the Medal of Honor uh, series is done by DICE and EA, which actually does Battlefield 3. Yeah, so it has, it has the Frostbite engine and everything. Yeah, so... I, it doesn't get nearly the run of the Call of Duty series or Battlefield series or anything like that, but I've I actually had the the other Medal of Honor and it's actually pretty good. I mean, no complaints here. It's a it's a modern warfare. This is the one that's shoot. supposed to have the mission of um, when they took down uh, Bin Laden. So okay. 
Yeah, I, I think it. I don't think it's going to do really great, but I think the game itself will be pretty good. I'm I'm ready for it. Um, that's one that I actually, I I will get both Black Ops and Medal of Honor Warfighter. I'll get them both. Okay. Okay. So and I'd actually out. get them both before Halo, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. So. I, I'll hurry and do a quick review of Transformers: Fall of Cybertron that just came out about a month or two ago. Um, War Transformers: War of Cybertron, which I played with with my son and it was really fun it's uses the unreal engine it's a third person kind of game you're playing i own that game <laughs> yeah but you've never played that game it's it's fun it's it kind of follows the original transformer line so it's not based off any of the movies or anything like that it's kind of the first generation thing um fall of cybertron is the sequel to it where cybertron is finally falling and they've got to evacuate the planet because it's it's decayed and all the energon is exhumed and everybody's scattering and decepticons are trying to wipe wipe out the autobots all at the same time it's a good story it's i mean it's really done really well i just kind of thought that it was a little tired it is a cool callback to a kind of the old video game style where you're you're going through and you're shooting up these things and you're collecting uh, more guns and ammo and stuff like that and then there's these big bosses you got to beat up and to move to the next one to me i was kind of like meh i would still rate it uh pretty high because i'm a transformer fan and i would give it a 7.5 out of 10 i really enjoy it um, it, it is pretty geared towards kids. I think my son enjoyed it a lot more than I did, even though I'm a bigger fan of Transformers. And it does have the original voice for Optimus Prime and stuff like that. So uh, two thumbs up, 7.5 for Transformers Fall of Cybertron. Why don't you give a quick review of like Madden and NCA 13 real quick? They're great. They're the same game as last year, better. <laughs> I thought you were giving me crap like I was hey. I'm not that's I'm just I'm just giving the review as Tom really wants to hear it. He's like <laughs> it's the same updated rosters. That's just about it. So Um my last review of game that came through Gamefly was Infamous 2. Uh I really dug it. I would give that an eight out of ten. Uh me and my son took turns playing through as the good guy and now we restarted and now we're playing the evil side of the story it's fun it's very it's very very similar to uh force unleashed that's that's what it feels like to me so it's fun definite definite fun so anyway that's it segment number three Awaited my diversion review of Prometheus. Whew, took us a long time to get here, but we got here. And thanks for waiting, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Had no idea they were waiting, but yeah, thank you for waiting. Prometheus has landed. These are ancient civilizations that were separated by centuries, and yet this same pictogram was discovered in every one of them. They're smiling. I think they want us to come and find them. We're all here because of a map you two kids found in a cave. Not a map. An invitation. From whom? 
please tell me you can read that. Prometheus, are you seeing this? Whatever that probe is picking up, it's reading life form. What do you mean a life form? Oh, the head. They're changing. Changing into what? Moving. These things moving. What is that? There's a ship. They're leaving. To go where? Earth. We were so wrong. Take us home. Don't stop it. There won't be any home to go back to. Why is that door open? Because I know we talked about this movie on previous episodes, and I was really looking looking forward to it, and I know you were really looking forward to it, and we went and saw it, and it was great. Um, I guess I should save that for the ending, right? I shouldn't give it right off the beginning. Well, but we, we went and saw it. I didn't see it with you, though. You went and saw it by yourself, right? Yeah, you went and saw it without me, and then I went and saw it. I went and saw it with Ryan, uh, guest on a previous episode. Let's see. I think I only saw it the once, though. Yeah, we, we we actually tried to go see it a second time, but it was already out of theaters. That's right. They yanked it. Yeah, yeah. Which was stupid because we were willing to pay more. Oh, that was a Utah oh. thing. So, yeah. anyway. <laughs> Current news of Prometheus, it, the DVD Blu-ray release, is coming out October 11, 2012. So, that's going to be exciting because there's going to have some... You know, deleted scenes, some commentary and stuff like that. So I'll be buying the Blu-ray or DVD for sure. Mm-hmm. Looking, looking forward to that. So let's let's talk a little bit about this because uh, when it first came out, uh, me and Josh talked quite a while about you know the storyline in it, um, where it relates to the Alien movie, Fairly. and how, how it connects. Hey, don't ruin it. Don't ruin. It. Relax. So, because that's that was originally what it was being touted as, as, as an alien prequel. And we even talked about that on this podcast before. And I went in there thinking, okay, okay, let's let's see how this works. And, you know, we're going to see those space jockeys from the original Alien. And, and we don't really even see the connection to the original Alien until the very end. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Because we really don't, I mean, it's... In my opinion, Prometheus is a very good standalone movie. If you haven't seen the aliens, you're not going to miss anything at all. But at the very end of Prometheus, spoiler alert, <laughs> I don't think this is really a spoiler, but the, it finally shows the uh, the alien. So it almost felt like it was kind of out of place. But, yeah, but it, and it wasn't even the same alien. No, it was like it was, it was like a precursor. Yeah, you didn't see the little inner mouth that came yeah. snapping out. It was just it had the arced head, but mm-hmm. it wasn't black. It was like more like a tannish gray. Yeah. So. But we but we do spend some time getting a little more backstory. The space jockeys in the movie they don't land on the planet that's mentioned in Alien, which is like LV four twenty six. LV-426. This planet's different, which threw me off to begin with. Like, whoa, because I 
you know, both me and, and I'm sure you did, Josh, we were thinking that was the planet they were going to land on, and it wasn't. Right. It was a different planet. There's space jockeys there, um, but they end up finding out that there's some space jockeys that end up getting killed. It almost looks like the planet's deserted. And, of course, them being there sparked some activity <laughs> and some things started happening. And in my opinion in the movie, there was two characters that stole the show. The first one, Michael Fassbender, or Fassbender, he was the uh, android. He plays David. And then, of course, Numi Rapace, who plays Elizabeth. She was phenomenal, of course. She was in the uh, foreign movies of the Dragon Tattoos. But Michael Fassbender, who plays David, uh, he, he was phenomenal, I thought, playing as the android. He's kind of the, uh, I don't know if I'd call him the protagonist, but he's an integral player in the story. He, he does some things that really change how the story evolves. And I thought he was very integral. And he's also very integral in uh, in the next movie, in in the sequel. So, yeah. So what, what did you think, Josh? Did you, did you, uh, did you enjoy the story? Are, are there any elements in the movie that that you wanted to explain that maybe i missed or whatever but uh because i don't, I don't want to give too much away mm -hmm. but, but i was thinking you know if there's certain elements in the movie it took it took i guess talking with uh, my brother-in-law and you a little bit to make points of it a little more clear for me because i was kind of confused with the whole intro scene and how it related to the rest of the movie but I did think it was a great film. Um, talking with you, Brett uh, brought that a little more clear. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed the storyline, and I've I've actually taken a lot of heat because there's there's been a lot of criticism of this movie for that that the storyline's weak and it's unbelievable and yada yada. But I I thought it was pretty thought provoking. I really liked the angle that they took. And anyway, sorry for interrupting you. Go no, ahead. you're fine. No, you didn't interrupt me. You're good. Keep going. Okay. I would go ahead and rate this whoo uh 8.9 8.5 8 8.9 almost a 9 out of 10 i freaking loved it dude i left the movie super excited i loved the way it ended i just loved the way it ended there um, was some there was a really cool scene in there a surgery scene that was just amazing amazing or freaking crazy it was one of those th scenes where I had me it had me jumping up out of my seat, you know, covering my eyes, like, was this really happening? Yeah, it's 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 crazy, but I, I, it it kept me enthralled. It, I I didn't necessarily connect to any particular character necessarily, um, but I really I really enjoyed the android David, and of course I enjoyed you know Elizabeth or. Numi Rapace, I thought she was great. Um, I I thought it was fantastic. I yeah, I, I'm one of those few people that I thought it was the best movie of 2012, hands down. Yeah. So that was, and I and I had a lot of hype going into it, and it lived up to the hype. So all right, go ahead and give your review. Man. I give it an 8.2357. <laughs> no, it was really cool. Um, I give it like an eight and a half as well. It was great. I loved how it ended to a point. I wanted more relation to the alien and that you see in Alien and Aliens. 
Well, yeah, because I remember when we talked first, you said I was that, disappointed. Yeah, yeah, you were severely disappointed because you're like, it didn't connect. There, yeah. there was not that connection to the original. It kind of connected, but it was like so like far away from the full connections. Kind of like, hey, they're space jockeys. And then there's these cylinders that kind of look like they could be the egg, but they're more metal looking. And and then it ends up not being the egg. Yeah, well, it's a form of it, but you know, well, and then you got like a form of a face hugger, but it's not a face hugger. And you've yeah. got the form of the, you know, of the alien, but it's not the alien. And really, it was the connection was Wayland Industries, the android, <laughs> and the ship. And the space jockeys. That was about it. That's that's really all that kind of tied it. And other than that, it was completely separate. Now, if, if we just go ahead and jump into the next tar- part of this subject, it's a good thing they're making a sequel. <laughs> well, that, that isn't that interesting because we actually held this podcast off just in the nick of time. <laughs> this was this. Was we would have waited one more day. We could have talked about the HTC's new phone. <laughs> but uh, ironically enough, when when we first watched the movie on IMDb and a few other web pages, uh, because of the lackluster debut of Prometheus, it, it didn't bring in as much money as they had hoped. The box office was above average, but not enough to warrant a sequel. Is what they were saying. And Ridley Scott was was being interviewed saying he had originally planned on a trilogy prior to Alien. So Prometheus was the beginning of a trilogy mm-hmm. to kind of uh, lead into the Alien movie. But because of the lackluster turnout for Prometheus, it started to begin to look like that there wasn't going to be a trilogy, uh, let alone a sequel. But um, luckily enough for us, because we've had our, you know, our fingers and toes all crossed, um, on August 1st, 2012, it has been confirmed that Fox has put the green light to the sequel with Ridley, with Ridley Scott, Rapace, and Fassbender. Yep. So the sequel is a go. It, but it doesn't say anything about a trilogy. In fact, um, it says, at least in this article here, that it looks like that Ridley Scott may have to push this movie to tie it into the alien. So it might just be that there's a sequel instead of a trilogy. So, good news and bad news. It, the bad news is it may not be a trilogy after all. The good news is at least we're getting a follow-up to Prometheus. Because at the end of Prometheus, it's a huge cliffhanger. Right. It definitely leads into something else that's going on. So yeah, it was a huge sigh of relief. We, we went several months there thinking, dude, is that really it? Just that's how they're going to end it. Oh, this sucks because it really didn't tie into Alien very well. And that was it. And Ridley Scott was openly saying, oh, no, man, this is way earlier than Alien. <laughs> and there's really it's it's so remotely tied to it. I need at least two more movies to tie it to Alien. Like I was telling Josh or what Josh was telling me was that was his biggest complaint. Like, dude, this is not a prequel to Alien at all. This is crap. This is a prequel to a prequel to a prequel. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is the Phantom Menace to my Star Wars New Hope. This is yeah. a bunch of crap. This is a prequel cubed. <laughs> All right, cool. Move on. Yep, moving on. Segment number four.
short segment because we're kind of running a little long, but depending on how my editing goes, it might fit in just right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a quick do. We'll do a quick do's and don'ts. One of my personal favorite uh, segments. Some do's and don'ts. Some stuff. We'll, we'll do a little bit of catching up. Uh, some things that we've been doing through the summer. I'll give some thumbs up and thumbs down. And maybe, and I know some of the stuff that you've seen, so you can give some commentary and we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, most recently, one of the big, big do's that I've been really, really digging on. I've been trying to sell Josh on it, of course. He'll, he told me he'd get to it, but it's the uh, TV show called Sons of Anarchy. People get jammed up in this town. They don't go to the cops. They come to us. Let's do it. Charming treats the sons like heroes. Ever talk to you about his vision for the club? It's a brotherhood. Your father and I worked hard to create this business. What the hell is this? Citizen's arrest. Whatever you may think, the truth is, everything I do is to protect what we got. I need to know the truth. I helped kill him out today. It's a man. wrote it all down. What we started was a good thing, for a good reason. John is speaking to him from the goddamn grave. What we've become is a different thing. I've seen things different. I don't trust him. People have already been hurt on my watch, and that ain't gonna happen again. Now I'm asking you, brother to brother, just tell me the truth. You just crossed the line. Not yet. Uh, one of my good friends at uh, work has been trying to sell me on this show for a long, long time. Of course, I've always been like, yeah, I'll get to it. Because it's, I mean... You pulled a Josh and said, yeah, I'll get to it? Yeah, I know. How, how about that? Yeah. I, I told wow. him that I'd get to it for almost a year. But I saw I saw it on the Netflix. <laughs> Sounds like something I'd do. <laughs> I saw it on the Netflix instant streaming side. Like, eh, it's, it's going to be there. It's not going anywhere. I, I had a lot of other stuff that I wanted to get to. And we finally got caught up with Breaking Bad, which which is a frustrating thing. Season five, as awesome I'm sure, another do. It is a it is a do, but surprise, surprise, they broke season five into half. So you only get half of it this year, and the next half next year. So that's frustrating. But we got through all that, and I pretty much got caught up and. We're not getting any really new TV or any good movies, so me and my wife started Sons of Anarchy. And frankly, dude, it's phenomenal. I, we have been really, really digging it. So big time thumbs up and a big, big do for Sons of Anarchy. All right. Um, the other show that we got caught up on, me and my wife, was Games of Thrones Season 1. Now, I know you haven't watched that, have you, Josh? Nope. Because um, there's a lot of hype and yada, 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 and it's kind of a controversial show or whatever we watched it there were elements that i liked there were definitely elements i didn't like i don't like it as much as i like sam sons of anarchy or breaking bad or dexter not even close but it's really filmed really well and the costumes are done really well it's, it's set in like a lord of the rings kind of feel you know it's are like, there elves and dwarves um no but there's there are some elements of magic is dongalore like in it not yet not interested then <laughs> so I mean I'll, I'll continue to watch season 2 but something happened at the end of season 1 that just really pissed me off 
and frankly it almost it almost turned me off completely i'll give season two a shot but they better not sounds like sounds like it might go the way of lost for you could it could i don't know but it's been getting a lot of good reviews so game of thrones Lost got a lot of good reviews. <laughs> yeah, it did. I don't know how either. All right. Um, let's see. I watched. Okay, here here's two don'ts right off the bat. The Dictator, Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, I, you went and saw that? It came in my came in my uh, Netflix in DVD. Uh, we ended up stopping it. So. Really? Didn't even like it. There were there was a few funny parts, but well, I, was is that because there were people in the room that were telling no. you you shouldn't like it, or was it really just that bad? It was that bad. I was a li- I'm a little I was a little negative going into it. It just worked its way through my queue, and I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Okay. And I I think we made it 30 40 minutes in, and it just was too much for me. It was I just stupid. It was I mean there was a few hehe's. That I that got out of me, but not enough for me to continue. So did I, you even make it to the part where Megan Fox and him were together? Yeah, yeah, I got through that part. Was that a good hee hee? No, oh, okay. that, that was very stupid. In fact, uh, what you see in the trailer is what you get. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I had and, such high hopes for that scene. And I ended up getting really really sick, so I actually caught a few extra movies. I watched Project X. That was a terrible, terrible movie. I strongly discourage that movie. <laughs> you highly strongly discourage that uh, movie. Big, okay. A big time don't for Project X. But highly don't. I thought it would be funny because it's like by the makers of Hangover and stuff. It was terrible. It's terrible. And then I watched Machine Gun Preacher, recommended by Josh. I thought I haven't was... seen it. Don't say it's recommended by me. I haven't seen it. Okay. I just you said told... I'm interested. Oh, okay. Well, you told me you were interested in seeing it, and and uh, it's got the guy who does 300. Gerard Butler. Gerard, thank you. You're <laughs> you were waiting too... for me. I'm, I'm waiting for you. You're taking too long. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? Uh, it was pretty good. It wasn't great, but it was pretty good. Okay. And then I and then I watched Slumdog Millionaire while I was sick. It was good. Yeah, I, yeah, I know it won Best Picture and all that. I can see why. It was all right. So I would give that a thumbs up. That was, that was all right. And then I watched Lockout with uh, Guy Pierce. Yeah, how was that? It was phenomenal. I loved it. <laughs> it's super fun. It's got some great humor in it. It's a, you know, it's kind of a science fiction, uh, a prison out in outer space. It don't go into that with this element of uh, that's just too unbelievable, man. Because I'll tell you right off the bat, it's going to be too unbelievable. All right. Isn't it like Escape from New York, but in prison? Yeah, kind of. It, or it, in space, I mean. It's just a super fun, action-packed... I, there's just enough comedy in there. It, it just made me laugh. It was it was good. Big time thumbs up for Lockout. And then I watched Badass with the guy who played Machete. Terrible, terrible movie. Big time thumbs down on that. Have you watched Machete? I have not. Oh, okay. Have you? Yeah. Where, where would you give that? Don't bother. Don't bother. Okay, don't for machete. Right. Well, unless you're into nudity. There's some nudity in it at the very beginning. <laughs> All right. Um, and the last two movies that I saw, because obviously I was six, so I was able to catch up on some movies, was uh, Stranger Than Fiction. That was also recommended by Josh. I really enjoyed it. thought it was great. Big awesome time. movie. Yeah. 
that's big time due for that. I would highly recommend that. And then Act of Valor. I'm indifferent on that one. There was uh, yeah, elements, there was, was elements that I enjoyed, but there was quite a bit that I just didn't like at all. Yeah. So I would only watch that could if done better could have been done better. Absolutely, absolutely. I would I would say if you're sick and you're just looking for a movie that's got some action in it, eh, go ahead and give it a shot. It's, Other than it's worth a watch, I give it like a six. I see. I would give it more like a four point five or five. it was it was right around average just below average so okay all right episode 18 in the can are you guys freaking happy now get off me man (laughs) so (laughs) I i mean i've got all these text messages like dude where's where's my new and my diversion what's the deal we are trying to get into a more regular routine. We promise, um, and we've we taken promise anything. We are going to do another vintage episode coming up soon. This is our sneak peek of episodes that are beginning coming up. We're going to do another vintage episode coming up soon. We're also going to do another episode that was similar to the Tron episode, except for this one's going to be a different element. Leave it at that, right? Or should I tease it out? I don't know. It involves a Batman. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> There's that. Somebody who talks like this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's that's our episode. Uh, please email us um, at mydiversionpodcast at gmail.com. Go to our website at mydiversion.com and you can see our show notes, uh, download past episodes, leave comments. You can contact us through the website there. We have a contact tab that you can send in your comments and suggestions and feedback we encourage all that tom reads every email please rate and review us on itunes and buy uh, your sh- through amazon through our website oh yeah we've got we've got some sponsors Man, i gotta don't be like everybody else just buy your sh- through amazon through our website you know the whole deal how it works okay you go to mydiversion.com you click on the oh geez you're gonna really tell them how to do it <laughs> yeah i am actually <laughs> <laughs> You go to mydiversion.com, you look, click on the Amazon link, and you can buy whatever you want. And it doesn't increase the price. It's freaking awesome. So, uh, yeah, that's that's one of our new sponsors. So, and it helps Tommy Boy out with running everything. Yeah, because... Uh, <laughs> I have to do jack sh- <laughs> I need, I'm not editing that out. <laughs> uh, thanks again to Jonathan Poe for the music. And that's freaking rap. See ya. You have been listening to the My Diversion Podcast. Find us on the web at mydiversion.com. The music for this episode was provided by Jonathan Pope. Josh.